Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Good. Welcome to the podcast show. Thank you. So what do you want to talk about? Uh, I'm not sure. You just kind of invited me and I decided that I would, um, I would, I'd try it out, figure it out. All right, let's talk about, uh, what's, what's something that you've been doing lately that's helping you go through life? Uh, I'm a commercial fisherman. Um, Ooh, okay. I fish on the Bering Sea. I fish for a company called Alaskan Leader Fisheries. We, uh... We catch Pacific Cod, Pollock, and Skate. And the money from that, that I get from that, uh, benefits me pretty, pretty good. Nice. And so, what does that do? Like, how hard is that job? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the podcast show. Thank you. This take two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, how's it been? Uh, it's been all right. I uh, just moved into my own apartment about a month and a half ago. So, that's uh, it's pretty... Oh, right on. It's pretty nice. How's pretty... that going so far? Oh, it's not too bad. It's just me and my lizard. Tell me about the, uh, what's the, uh, job thing that you're doing with the fishing? Sound like, sound like we just started from ground zero, but we just got done talking about fishing. Oh yeah, one of my questions was, uh, how big are the fish? They vary in sizes. Um, some of them can be as small as a half pound, uh, just a little tiny thing. Um, 
even less than even less than that. Uh, but I've seen the cod specifically get all the way up to like 50, 50 pounds. Um, I have a picture of one uh, that I'm holding that's like forty seven pounds. It's a pretty big fish. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some pretty big fish in the Bering Sea. You should see the skate. Sometimes the the skate they come up and they're like, I don't even know. They're probably like six feet across and like, I don't know. It's like a six foot by like six or seven foot long stingray looking thing. It comes up on our line sometimes. They're pretty wild. They're pretty big. They're pretty fun to see. Like you see it come up on the line, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> what's what's the scariest thing uh, that's happened to you working? Um, I cut my foot open. I got caught by the uh, I got caught by one of the machines, and it uh it sent a hook through my boot, tore my boot open, and then tore the side of my foot open. Um, what? Pre- pretty fun scar from that one. That's crazy. It's horrible. Oh. It, it was a lot. Great day. Man, what's one of the most fun things that's uh, happened while? Uh... Oh, the most the most fun thing. Um, I don't know. I think I think the job itself has its own fun parts. Um, there's some days where you'll really, really enjoy doing it. And then there's some days that you'll really, really hate it. Um, what I really like, uh, my favorite part about the job is being on the dip net, um, standing over the side of the boat and actually catching the fish. Um, that's probably my favorite part. So Um, when you're doing seasonal, are you on the, like, are you on the boat from the time? I'm sorry, what, uh, what do you mean? Like, am I on the boat the whole time that I'm there? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, we get to, we get to port into, we get to port, uh, and that's in Dutch Harbor. So when we get to Dutch Harbor, we go to the Alaska ship supply, we get our gear or whatever the fuck, uh, extra food or... Um, little snacks or vapes or whatever you want to take out onto the boat with you. And then once you're on the boat and we're out at sea, we don't come back. Um, the trips, they really vary. I've seen trips as short as 17 days. Um, and then there's some trips that I've heard can take upwards of 67 to, uh, 70, 75 days. It, It all really depends on where the fish are. Um, and it also depends on what time of the year you're fishing, because uh, they they're very finicky fish. They don't like to they they don't like certain temperatures and with the way the uh, the environment's changing up there there now, it's getting a bit harder to find the fish. So you're going to see longer trips. But uh, mm. typically typically trips are 25 to 35 days. Um, the northern leader which is the biggest boat in our fleet their trips are typically 45 
to 50 days just because their hold is two times the size of ours. Wow. But, so uh, what are you, you're on, continue. uh, you're, you're on the boat all the time until you're doing offload, which then you're right next to the boat offloading cases and then you get right back on the boat. And then if you need to go to the store or something before you go back out, you do that. Oh man, that's crazy. What, what would it take for someone like, you know, just some random guy that would want to be a fisherman? Does it take a lot of guts? Or does it just take, you know, hey, sign your name and here you go? Um, It takes a lot of grit to be a fisherman. Anybody can go out there and do it. Um, but I've seen grown men go out there and, and just crack. I've seen them weep and wail and a lot of those guys they go out there thinking it's it's going to be a cakewalk and they really they really don't expect it to be as hard as it is mm. so if the grass is green on the other side that's that's happened a lot in life and then once you get to the other side you're like huh this isn't where i thought it was but i'm here i can't go back all, all you can do now is keep moving forward yeah, a lot of those guys will go out there for for a singular trip, not even make it through the trip. They'll end up becoming a steward and cleaning the boat. They they just quit. I've heard a lot of guys just quit. They can't do it. What makes people? Uh, because I I love studying the people's mind and like how uh, people just get better. What makes people quit more? Is it the task or is it just the time um, or them not knowing? long hours it's everything about working on a boat you're working anywhere from 16 to 20 hours a day um and that's guaranteed 16 to 20 hours a day like you're you're busting ass from the moment you wake up to the moment you you lay down and you don't really have a whole lot of time to uh to really relax and a lot of people they can't handle it they go out there and they realize that they're not they're not meant for this kind of work and on top of it it's really lonely out there it gets to the point where like yeah you have the guys on your boat but you you don't you don't what's uh you don't you don't really you don't really appreciate anything until you don't have anything um and you don't have anything out there the only thing you have is the dude next to you and the work you're working on and it really makes you appreciate the uh, the smaller things that you have back home. That's crazy. How do you... What makes you different from all the other people that are, you know, next to you? And, like, some of them quit. What keeps you moving forward? Is it... I quit. The, I racked out for sure. Uh, my first trip, I quit. Oh, uh, wow. No different. About five days into the trip, I quit. I was like, this is... I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I had quite a long talk with uh, with our engineer. His name is John. He, uh, I had a couple of really long chats with him, and and he really made me uh, think about my future and how this job can help me with my future. And I ended up just staying on the boat. That that's awesome to hear, man. Like, I mean, so many people's lives they can change it in a in an instant. But it comes through with the realization of where you are, and it may be fucked up, 
but you can get to a point where you just get past the fucked up shit, you're gonna end up seeing stuff that I never thought you could do, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Another thing I want to talk about is, like, um, so we talked about the fishing. In your mind, what is going in your mind? Do you ever feel like you're afraid of death when it comes to being in that? Is it like weather and like all this crazy stuff happening? Or is it very predictable? It really depended on the moment. Um, There's times where like, I don't know, death wasn't ever really on my mind when I was out there. Because like, there's a lot of ways you could die out there. Like... But then you really think about it, and you're like, there's a lot of ways I could die back home, too. So, like, as long as you're being smart out there, you typically won't get hurt. Yeah, there's a lot of injuries that come from the boat being moving all the time, especially those bad weather days. Some of those waves, they can get up to 35, 40 feet, and uh, they rock the boat real hard. Um, I've definitely seen quite a few concussions. There was a guy who we... uh, he ended up getting a gaff through his hand because a wave had pushed the pushed it ju- just right. He fucking whacked himself with it and it just went right through his hand. Um, oh my god! A lot of the a lot of what happens out there, we just kind of we just kind of accept it, and move on. Um, like we we treat it like it's just part of the job. Like you you get, you're gonna get hurt when you go out there. There's there's just no way. There's guys out there who are seasoned fishermen who still get hurt doing the fucking job. And, um, we don't really think about it. We just focus on our work because a lot of it is is uh, a lot of it is focus oriented. You you got to be really in the zone while you're doing it. Um, as long as you keep like a level head, uh, you, you'll be fine. Um, the thing that really got me the the first couple times that I stepped outside was uh, just there being nothing there, nothing but water. And in those the first couple of really bad weather days that I experienced, those were pretty, pretty gnarly. I, I, I had an outside turn, uh, my first trip, and while I was outside, we had a really bad weather day, and I got rocked by a wave. Um, it was it wasn't too large; it was probably like twenty feet. Um, it what? it just rocked into it. The water came over the side of the boat. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It planted me on my ass and sent me across the boat. And I had more of an adrenaline rush from the excitement than I did thinking about, oh, this could have fucking killed me. Mm. Um, it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, eventually, the waves, they're not fun anymore, though. They uh, just become more of an annoyance than they are a danger. Um mm. They're, they're more annoying than they are dangerous, if I'm being completely honest. As long as as long as you don't fucking rack your head off of something while the water's tossing you around, you'll probably be fine. Yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of people, they, they want to do something. And, like, I was thinking about uh, doing the Navy SEALs and whatever. And I was like, man, I think I can really do it. And I did, like, a home workout, like, two days ago. And I couldn't do it. Like, my body was already given up. And I was just like, there's no way uh, I could do the Navy SEALs. But I could definitely do the Navy. So, but it's still just like that mindset. 
And so you have to prepare your mind when it comes to being out there on the ship with just a bunch of guys and there's nobody, nobody really fucking knows the struggle or not even the struggle, but the fucking blood and sweat and tears it takes for you to get all that stuff out. Yeah, there are a lot of people really, um, when I came back, there was a lot of people who didn't really, um, understand. They were kind of just like, oh, that's cool. You, you, you caught fish, but it wasn't, it wasn't catching fish. It was, uh, you, you, you earned what you had. And when people don't really see that you earned it, you, you get a, you get a, a, get a bit of a uh, butt hurt feeling because you're like you don't know what I went through at all while I was out there on that water you don't know what yeah that definitely no continue uh, so yeah it is it's a big it's a big mental thing I would say yeah the physical labor is definitely hard but it's a lot more of a mental game like you really, you really gotta have a good fucking mindset before you go out. Otherwise, you're just you're gonna get fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's another thing too. Like I watched a video. It was uh, it was uh, I think it was Rob O'Neill, and he's a Navy SEAL, the guy that killed Leave the SEAL Team Six, and he assassinated Osama bin Laden, and he said that uh. It doesn't matter how many times this is verbatim. It doesn't matter how many times you prepare for Navy SEAL boot camp. You're still gonna get. You're still. It's still gonna suck. And I was like, that was a really good, a good uh, mindset. Well, not really a mindset, but a perspective. Because a lot of people, they, they, they see the, uh, they see the task and they think this is gonna be hell. A lot of people don't see is the ending too. Everything is very temporary. I think I could say that. And so when yeah. it comes to the when it comes to the mind, how do you? Is there times where you just where you just quit? Where you just like I can't do this. Like your body and your mind does not want to work together. It's just like nah, fuck this shit. I quit. Is there ever been times like that? Hey. Um, every single day I wake up in my rack and I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I don't know why I decided to take this path in life, but, uh, every day I still, I still get out of bed. I still put my clothes on. I still walk down to the galley, eat my breakfast and I walk right back out to the deck and I get to work. And, uh, I think a lot of it was the uh, the group of people that I was working with out there, um, and the group of people I'm going to continue working with out there. The uh, bi- the big thing out there is keeping each other motivated. Like you're all you're all that they got, and they're all that you got. So you gotta learn to like each other, and you gotta learn how to motivate each other. Because there's no there's it's not like a it's not like a normal job where you can quit. And then they they'll just replace you. You don't get you. Yeah. Don't, you they don't have a, a a way of getting more people out to the boat until they come back to shore. So like, 
if if you leave and leave those guys empty handed, you kind of failed them. Um, and a lot of uh, knowing that you're gonna fail somebody else with your own failure, uh, really keeps you from uh, from really taking that that uh, taking that final approach where you say I'm gonna quit, and then you just stay in your rack all day. Damn, Dude, that's really that's that's powerful right there. And I there's like a lot of people in life because uh, I work at retail, and there's people I work at the graveyard, and I'm thinking. How can you do this? And there's some people in life where they financially can't follow their dreams, and they're also stuck. Do you think you're stuck in your life when it comes to working as a fisherman? No. Um. Really, I. I don't. I'm not gonna be a uh, commercial fisherman for my whole life. Um, that's definitely not the career I want to have. Um. But it's something I have right now, and I'm not going to waste the opportunity I have, I have to uh, to be able to go out and explore the world a little bit, because um, that's what I get to do as a fisherman. I get to go out and go up to Alaska, which is somewhere I've wanted to go for for a really, really long time, and I got to go up there and experience it. And I, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna squander any opportunity that comes my way, um, as long as it's helping me get to my end goal. That's awesome great mentality to have so what's one of the, uh what's one of the goals or i guess what's um because you don't really i mean not like not people really know or do you know what you're gonna do after the commercial or are you just like all right this is what i gotta do this is what i am in my life i'm gonna make the most of it and wherever this takes me i'm gonna keep uh, changes right my end goal I always think about my end goal I, I want to be um, I want to be a police officer and that's that's kind of the end goal um, and I always I always think about how I'm gonna get there um, uh, right now it's just working on myself um, uh, it's just a lot of mental preparing uh, saving up money to be able to um, go through classes so I can get my diploma because I didn't graduate high school. Um, oh no! After my daughter, after I found out about my daughter, she I, I dropped out of high school to just kind of try and try and figure it out and mm-hmm. best I can for her. And looking back at it now it wasn't the smartest choice I could have made but it was a choice that I made back then and now I gotta face the consequences of it now by being able to get through school in a different means oh um, yeah for sure man it's just an extra hurdle I have to jump through I'm not I'm not too worried about it because I have, I have confidence in myself that I'm gonna be able to do it oh yeah totally man dude that is High school, high school was tough, man. The thing about high school is, I, I, I honestly think that when it comes to high school, they don't, they don't train you mentally in the real world. They just tell you, you know, they just tell you all these things you need to do, and then they're like, here you go, go do college, get in debt, and then all this other stuff. And it's like the society, and I look at society, and I'm thinking to myself. 
what had what what are you doing this for yourself or are you doing it because of your society? And I look I don't back like I think that uh, the only reason you should go to college is if you have a guaranteed spot in the field that you want to go to college for. And I don't there's I don't know, there's a lot of better better ways of going about schooling post high school. Like you could go to trade schools. Um, there's a lot of a lot of companies nowadays will just pay for you to get trained in the field that you want to work in. And I, I don't think that wasting one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for four, six, or eight years of schooling. Well, I I don't see the point in that when you could go get a job in a trade or uh, find a job that will train you in a field that you want to work in. Um, mm. why, why would why would you go through eight years of schooling to get a piece of paper that says I can do this but then there's no guarantee that you have a spot spot to uh, there's no guarantee that you have a spot to uh, to work in that field so yeah um, that makes sense I, I don't I see people do Lucky Tucker. Well, some, some people some people get the full ride scholarships and good for them but there's there's not a lot of people that actually get that opportunity, so um, I I don't see the I don't see the point. But that's just a personal you, opinion. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Do you think? Because uh, I know a lot of people are, a lot of people think uh, when someone does something wrong and they go shame on you. Do you think they're judging too quick? Because I feel like when someone look on your life and oh, you dropped out of high school, but you also had a kid at the same time. And they may think, wow, you're so, you're, shame on you. But maybe there's more than that. There's, maybe there's more than just shame. I feel like there's just like, nah, motherfucker, you don't know what I've been through. Like, it's not more of a victim mentality. It's more of just like, if you go through my life, maybe you won't understand why I dropped out of high school or just like there's so many factors that come into play when it comes to life, right? Uh, I, I, I guess, yeah. Um, I don't really let people's words bother me if they want to think that I'm a no good nobody who dropped out of high school. Good on them. They, you got, you got what you got, and I got what I got, and I got it by earning it. How did you get it? There's some people that uh, they get everything handed to them. And uh, yeah, those are typically the people that will have those, uh, I guess, more judgmental lifestyles where they'll say, hey, look, at you you have less than I do. That means you're worse than I am. Mm. I don't really. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Oh, I think we cut. I think we cut out. Oh, we're still going. This is take four, right? At least on intro, though. So, what are we left off of? Okay, well, to go over everything that I've gone over for a third, for a fourth time. All right. <laughs> for a fourth time here. I um, moved out of my dad's house. I live in my own apartment. 
I sit at home with my lizard and play on my computer. Um, I go to work. I come home and I sleep. I am a nice. commercial fisherman for part of the year uh, for Alaskan Leader Seafoods. And I live in the Bering Sea for part of the year. So Nice. So you're like a fisherman, right? Yeah. Yeah. How's that going so far? Uh, it's all right. Um, um, hopefully, hopefully here in the next two or three years, I will have enough time under my belt that I can go through engineering classes and become an engineer on the boat because that's where all the money's at. There's dudes making a thousand dollars a day on the, on the boats out there. So I'm trying to get my... A little, I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to get a little piece, little piece of that. Oh, nice. What's one of the hardest things about being a fisherman? Uh, being away from home is definitely a hard one. Especially if you have kids or have a girlfriend or a wife at home. Mm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So when it comes to commercial uh, fishing... What is, uh, what fish do you normally, uh, catch? Oh, we went, we beat two minutes. stuff <laughs> what were you saying um I was just saying that I I don't understand those people those kinds of people's mindsets where they can look at somebody and you don't have to be empathetic and you don't have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes um I just believe that people should just mind their own business sometimes mm. do you believe in the uh because I used to work at a barbecue joint and when I got hired the first thing they said was when you go into work you leave your personal life out of it the moment you walk out of work you leave your work life out of your personal life is that is that something that is true in life or is that just something based off experience or personal reasons um I think that that's a good way to have yourself set up because um, that will 
don't know. It's really hard to say put your put your personal life at home and only focus on work, um, especially when you have jobs where it becomes your personal life as well as mm-hmm. your job. Um, so jobs like being a paramedic, specifically like paramedic or like first responders, police officers, firefighters, like they do their job and then they go home and then they think about their job and it's it's really hard to uh to separate those two lifestyles when they are they're, they're pretty i don't know how to explain it um no i get what you're saying it's hard to uh to to separate them when one is all you can think about while you're doing the other because your, your personal life is your work because you you personally want to do that and one of the, that that is awesome I think that's like um when your personal life becomes your work in a way that you actually want it to be I feel like you excel more than other people am, am I right um I feel like your personal life should stay out of work um, but it's just really hard to do that sometimes okay um, when when you're at work and you have stuff going on at home it's really hard not to uh, not to think about things like uh, it's really hard not uh, it's really hard not to think about those things going on at home while mm. you're working um, when I'm at work I find myself daydreaming a lot uh, because my job's really monotonous, so I, I, while I'm working, I'm I'm not there. I think about things uh, in other places. I try not to do it, uh, but it it makes things hard sometimes. I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people like that though. Uh, like I said, specifically when you're when you're looking at um, those more rigorous jobs. It's pretty hard to uh, to really separate the two. It becomes a part of you. Yeah. What? So you talked about wanting to be a police officer. Why? What? What? What makes you want to be a police officer versus the normal, you know, other jobs? Because I know there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of like uh, police drama and crap. It was just like, oh. Uh, because I recently just found out about a Walmart shooting. Did you hear about that? Yeah, the shooting in uh, Spokane, right? Yeah, it was a, it was, uh, it was a uh, Walmart, and I heard that someone got shot. It was from a shoplifter. I was yeah. like, wow. Shooting, I, I don't know the details, um, but I did hear about that shooting. Yeah, it was, uh, it's unfortunate to hear about things like that. What do you, uh, what makes you, uh, so what's your, uh, mission statement when it comes to being what you want? So your mission statement is you want to be a police officer. And then what is your reason, what is your, uh, your drive that keeps you in that path? Because sometimes it's like, I wanted to be in the Navy and then there's been a lot of rocky stuff that happened. So it kind of bounced me back a little bit and I, I had to learn to for you you know I got a high school and stuff and then you you found being a fisherman and then you're in that part of your life 
what point uh, do, do you keep on trying to pursue being a police officer? I've had the goal of being a police officer since I was in high school. My school's resource officer, he he really helped me in a lot of ways that not a lot of other people have been able to. Um, just the way he treated me, um, he, he was always friendly. He never went out of his way to, you know, like get you into trouble or he always, he was always like an understanding kind of a guy. And he, he made a lot of changes in a lot of people's lives as a police officer. And I kind of want to pursue the same thing where I want to change a lot of things for the better versus for the worse. Mm, Um, That's, that's awesome to hear, man. Uh, and I think being a police officer would uh, would help me do that because um, I, I want I want the world to be a better safer place versus a darker violent one that it's becoming mm-hmm. uh, and what I, my goal is to so you you know how there's a lot of hate for police officers in the United States yeah. um, I want to try and change people's minds about police officers because I I understand that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of bad shit that goes on behind closed doors especially when it comes to uh, like police officers and corruption uh, there are bad police officers there's probably always going to be bad police officers but if I can change one person's mind that has never had a run-in with a, with an officer that like might hear about things on the news where a police officer beats somebody. Um, it's not always like that. Not every police officer wants you to be in harm's way. And uh, a large majority of police officers don't want any harm to come to anybody in the first place. And I think that uh, that focusing on the several bad apples in the, in the forces is not a good thing when you could look at the big picture um, and see that a lot of them are just there to help and they don't want you to come to any sort of harm. Mm. That's the, great to hear, man. At the end of the day, they're doing their job. Um, and Even if they're arresting you for something, that doesn't mean they hate you. That doesn't mean that they're trying to ruin your life. But, uh, like, you did something bad, you shouldn't have done it. Um, the police officer is there to follow the law and the constitution of the United States and they swore an oath to that so they get their job is to follow the law and enforce the law Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've talked to police officers who have felt bad for certain arrests that they have made but their, their hands were tied and they had to do it. Um, I just think that uh, there's a lot of hate for police officers that, that shouldn't really be there because they're doing their job at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure, man. What's one of the... Uh, uh, is there any like physical training you have to do to become a police officer? Yeah, there's a fitness test that you have to go through. Um, you have to... I don't remember what it was. It's not too terrible. Um, I think you have to do a 100-meter sprint in 90 seconds. Um, I think you have to be able to do 21 push-ups 
and or pull-ups. Um, and Wait, I, 21 pull-ups? Or push-ups. Oh, it's like, I can't do 21 pull-ups. I can uh, <laughs> do one pull-up. I don't know. Yeah, catch me on the pull-up bar. You'll never see me on it. <laughs> uh, and then there's a mile and a half run that you have to complete in 17 and a half minutes, which is really easy because you could just walk that distance in 17 oh. and a half minutes. Like, oh yeah, that's not bad. You can get a light jog going and you'll you'll get that done. Like it's it's not too terrible, um, physically training wise to become a police officer. Are you more? Are you more? Because uh, I know for me, I because. I know when I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, uh, I looked at the training and it's like, you gotta do 50 push-ups and then like six pull-ups. I could whip out five. And it's like, oh, this doesn't seem so bad. But then it's also like, there's also more than just pull-ups and all that stuff. Are you, uh, are you more uh, worried about the, the writing part of it? like the education part when it comes to like the test no I'm, I'm not too worried about the education part I uh, um, when I was in school I always did well in school um, I just had outstanding circumstances that would that forced my hand into dropping out I looking back at it then I uh, it was I, I felt like I had to um uh, I felt like I had to had to drop out um, but I've always wanted to go back to school um, yeah and now I have the job that I have and I can I can finally be able to do that so when I come back from from the boat probably May or April so I'm leaving in, in the end of January probably coming back May or May or April um I'll have that money that I need to to be able to put myself through the schooling that I need to while also being able to maintain my stable uh, living situation. That's um, awesome, man. Then I can finally be able to go forward into training to become a police officer. So that is that is great to hear. Like people people need to hear this. They they need to hear. You know, there's people. Like there's there's people that go, you don't understand what I'm going through, and there's people well, let that been through. You may not been with that been through, but you probably understand the same struggle or the same mentality where you just want to fucking give up and just you know leave it all behind. And so, I think it's you know for some people that dropped out of school, oh they wanted to, or, you know in anything like. I found out you can work graveyard shifts without a high school diploma. Right. And there's also and there's also like places where you you need to have a high school diploma and you need to have all the stuff blah blah blah. So it's great it's great to hear that you 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 came from when you came from what God gave you in your life and you're like nah, this is what I'm gonna do and you flip the switch. And you just went, here I am today. And, and it, it sounds easy, but it probably wasn't easy because you think about all the fucking emotions that you go through during this whole process of 
having a kid, dropping out of high school, and then all of a sudden becoming a fisherman. I mean, they're just, it's undescribable to people. You know, truly, they're not going to really understand what it really, what you really went through to get where you are today, you know? Uh, I think everybody goes through their own troubles. Um, I have had it pretty rough, uh, my whole life. Uh, but I, I haven't really, I never really used that as an excuse. I used to a lot. Um, I used to use it as a crutch and, um, then I came to a realization when I was about 16 years old that I, uh, uh, that I, this just, there's no, no one's there, gonna save your ass. No that's really gonna be there for me. So I got to do it on my own. And, uh, especially having my daughter help me change my mindset a lot because I want to be the best version of me for her because I want her to have everything that I didn't have. You know, that's uh, awesome, man. Having, uh, and, and having the job that I have being a commercial fisherman, I get about $8,000 a month. So, and that's Jeez. that money. That money's only growing as the, as I do the job more and the company gives me more and more raises. I'm making so much money without a high school diploma. And I mean, I could always, and, and the cool thing about being a fisherman is it's contract work. So I can always go back to it. So if like, say I, I don't end up becoming a police officer or I don't end up doing anything that I want to do, I can always go back up there and and come up with a new goal to work yeah. for. That's great to hear. That's that's pretty cool. Um, The job that I have, it's given me everything that I have. Um, I worked for it. For sure, I worked for it. But if it wasn't for the commercial fishing job I, I wouldn't have anything that I could be proud oh, yeah. of um, and now I have my own living situation I got my own truck I got a job that is that I can rely on I can do whatever I can buy whatever you know how's uh, your are you still with your kid or is that like another situation that's that, how's that going that's own uh, she lives with her she lives with her mom but uh, you, you guys we, are still in contact, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's good, man. Man, I'm, I'm, it's proud. I'm honest. To, it's glad to hear that you're a father. I mean, you know, I really fucking hate it when people hear so much shit and they think, "Oh my god, this dropped out of high school." Oh my god, this guy has a kid. And it's all this bullshit, and it's like, now, nah, motherfucker, you need to be in the fucking shoes to fucking say. You need to be in the fuck to judge them so quickly, you know? And I just, I hate it when people do that. Right. And it's just like, man, like, first of all, you need to step back. And, and you make more money. It doesn't even, it doesn't even matter money. It, when it comes you want. And, you know, when it comes to people, and I, I just find and hearing people and you know just seeing where they come from and seeing where they are now a lot of people you know there's so many fucking stories out there at work today not today was today but uh yesterday I was at work and there was this lady that works at Starbucks 
and we were in the break room. I'm just minding my business, and she's just talking on and on and on. And on. You know, the amount of talking you can you can do that, you know, and make money. You, you can make money, make money from doing this, or even not even money, but just like you, you know, look back at what you've made and say, you know what, that's what I did, and I'm I have no regrets. Right. And that's something that I. That's something that's. It's always been a struggle in life where, just like I moved out at around like eighteen and a half during high school, my senior year, and dude, I didn't talk to no one. Like I didn't give a fuck. I I don't. I didn't care. I was too. I was too focused in the real world to actually give a damn about the culture society of high school. You know, like I'll get the car and you know, drive, drive, and all this stuff, and it's like, no, man, I need to focus on this. And then I look at where I am now, and it's like, I had some regret. There's been a lot of tears alone, and that's what's crazy. Is like for you, people like you and me, people like people that you know are gonna understand it. It is a lonely battle. It's a lonely war sometimes. That's very true. That's very true. So, what I, I mean, the last time that you and me really actually had a conversation was when I was like eight or nine. Yeah, eight or nine, man. Uh, eight. Don't remember yeah. shit, bro. It's uh. Well, what have you been up to since then? I mean, like... Oh, I... Say that again? Well, like, what have you been up to? What what made you move out of your house? Like, uh... Oh, there's a lot of stuff, man. I, honestly, like, mentally, I was just... I, I felt like I was the problem. I really fucking did, and... Through all the shit. And I'm not gonna bring them into this shit, but... Through my perspective, I tried moving out multiple times didn't work I came back like a bitch right and the final straw came back crying like a bitch man and a lot of people aren't gonna fucking understand this but I'm a, I'm a regular ass kid I'm a regular ass human that's lived like nine lives I feel like I lived nine lives even though I wasn't in, I, even though I was in a sheltered home I actually wanted to hit rock bottom And I told my parents that, and they were like, uh, "Cause I, but something crazy about life is, I got told when I, as I was growing up, I got told, uh, I got compared to a lot. So I was like, people told me when I was a kid, I never did. I'm like, oh fuck, you're better than me. And then I'm thinking to myself, that shit. Okay, I didn't. I need to get. Yeah, and it's like, okay, fuck, man. I need, I need, I need to be where you were to fucking understand where you are, and th- and that that's what I did. You know, I fucking moved out, and I had some help. You know, I was actually living in a hotel for about two months, and it was hell. I'm telling you, the the mental the mental mind, because I'm a quitter, man. When I was a kid, I, I was a quitter. 
I quit it on wrestling. I quit it on football my senior year. Like, I did it for, like, the last six months, but I quit. I just stopped showing up. I quit. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to, to tell people that. Like, I quit. I, I was a big quitter. And one of the things I, I haven't quit on is just that mentality. I think I didn't have, I didn't know who I was back when I was a kid. And even today, I still don't know who I am. And, I'm, and as I'm getting older, I'm starting to see like, oh, motherfucker, this was you then. This is you now. So what I've been up to is just uh, humbling myself before God and you know, God, God plays a major role in, in, in all of this because it's like, if who else who else is gonna, how, how else can I explain this to someone and say it was all me? It wasn't all me. I couldn't, I couldn't have done this without him. And so I moved out, right? I'm living in the hotel for like about two months. And what is the scariest thing is First of all, I didn't have my driver's license, didn't have a car, and none of that shit, all right? And I'm, and I'm still in high school. I'm going to high school, and I have this mentality, this this personality of, don't talk to me, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I didn't want to talk to no one. And I was really good at actually uh, masking it by acting like I was okay, but deep down, I just, it was hard, man. Like, I wanted to fucking give up hard. And there was nobody. Nobody came to save my ass. No one. Because when I moved out, I, I kept going back in my mind thinking, man, Jacob, why'd you do that? You, why the fuck would you root the fuck out during high school? Why the fuck would you? And then you just come up with all these fucking scenarios. And then it's just like, you know, you, all, you, you did it. You moved out. You created distance. And I believe if the distance would bring me closer, nah, it's still the same. It's still the fucking same, you know? And life, it, then that's the hard thing. I think uh, part of being adopted too kind of helped because I don't have any of that biological drama shit. So I don't give a, I, I could give a fuck about any of that shit. What really comes, what it comes down to is like, all right, Jacob, this is you now. No one's here to save your ass. You either, you either, you either, because uh, what I did is, well, flipped the switch in me was moving out. It was literally living on my own for two months. I was spending twelve, sixteen hundred dollars every month. And I was just like, holy shit. And, you know, in the moment, it was like, I could say I moved out in the name of freedom, like everybody else. First of all, I'm going to tell anybody that's listening to this, if you know me, you know me. Any people that don't know me, don't ever fucking move out for any reasons. If you can keep your family with you, I would stay. I would fucking stay. I would, I, I would always stay. But if there's situations where you're given a choice and you either take that choice, because there's been multiple times where I was given a choice, it was like, hey, get on medication, do this. And I was like, no, fuck that. I am still passionate about the Navy, so I cannot be on any medication. None of that shit, right? So, living on my own, two months go by. I actually find the house. 
and two of my work buddies. I live in the house, and I'm here now, paying the, the cheapest rent that I could possibly find, it's like three eighty. That's pretty it's damn good. Eighty. Yeah, it's That's it's a god. Wild, dude. I paid fifty. It's a god thing, man. It's all god. And what this one fuck? I'm gonna tell you right now, man. A lot of people are gonna understand this. You might understand this, but I was living in hell. Two months in hell. Yeah, I may have my phone in my room. I got a TV and all this shit, but I was living in hell. I was literally in hell because it was. I was fighting. I was wrestling with God while I was wrestling with myself and just trying to find closure for moving out. And. It, it would. It was just indescribable, and it, it. It's just like, and then now I look back on where I am now, and it's just like, I don't really feel regret anymore. What I feel now is, Jacob, you had to do it. If you don't. It, you had to do it. The shit. A lot of. Really. Say that again. The shit that you go through really it it, it builds you. It makes you, you. Like, if you don't have those things that you regret, and you don't have those things that you look back and you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. If you don't have those things and you couldn't learn, you couldn't learn from the mistakes that you've made so you couldn't grow as a person. That is so true, man. And the suffering. Dude, I start myself. So I start myself. I would only eat one meal a day. Sometimes I wouldn't even eat. And, you know, now I'm living, you know, I'm living comfortable, like I'm living nice, right? I got my driver's license and I failed five times, and so what I learned about that is I don't really do during high school. Everybody kept telling me you have your license, you have your car, and people just kept telling me shit, and I was like, I got fucking tired of the society <coughs> of like this whole like, oh, uh, uh, did you do this? Did you? It's like, no, motherfucker. You are in my life, and you are in my life. Stay out of this shit. You don't need to be part of that shit. You don't want to be. Like, what what you're getting out of this is called gossiping. That's what it is. And so I've been quiet, quiet for a while. And then uh, you know I I passed my driver's license thing or bullshit or whatever. And when I look at it, I think to myself, I look back and it's like, man, I failed. So many times for this shit, and there's a point where I was like, "Fuck it, I don't even care about driving, right?" So when I got the driver's license, whatever. But you know, I, actually, in my other podcast, I talk about walking to work, walking back, and two miles, right? And you know, it's really about my mind, and it's about I had to, I constantly have to reinvent myself because there will be days where I'm just lazy as a motherfucker. And so when I'm walking to work, it'll just click my mind like, "Hey, motherfucker, you're halfway. You, you're halfway, man. You can't go back now, motherfucker. You need to keep going." And it's that type of mentality that I've had my whole life. And it's like another thing too is trust, dude. Trust is a big thing. I, I feel like me trust. I feel like me not trusting people kind of like away from a lot of people's life. But it also just let dig deep and down. Fuck, I really am. Because when、right. you when you 
when you have the wrong corner in your life, it just, it'll fuck you up. You'll go down the wrong path and you'll just be like, damn, how can I get out of it? Right. I, uh, I, I understand that. I, uh, I, uh, I didn't really have that, that same mindset. Um, I was never able until about a year and a half ago, I was never able to really look at my, myself and tell myself I need to do better. Um, there's a couple of moments where, uh, I got like severely humbled and the world, the real world just kind of came crashing down and I had to, I had to take a really long look at myself in the mirror and, and tell myself, Hey, look, dude, you're not, you're not nobody. You're not going to be nobody if you keep going the same way that you're going. If you don't get off the couch, if you don't get up and brush your teeth in the morning, you don't go to work, you're not going to fucking have anything that you want in life. It's not just going to be handed to you. So you better get up and fucking earn that shit. You earn it. You earn it, you grab it by the balls, and you take it. You take it for yourself. Yeah, that's that mentality, man. That's that mentality, that's that dog. If you don't don't want it, you're not going to have it. If you say, oh, yeah, that'd be cool to have. Yeah, that I, that's really nice. That's not telling yourself you want it. You got to look at it. You got to say, hey, motherfucker, you're mine. And you're going to come to me whether you like it or not. You got to look at it like that. Otherwise, the world's just going to come crashing down upon you. And you're not going to know what the fuck to do. And it's going to happen regardless. The world's going to crash down. But if you have oh, that, yeah. I want this, you will have it, you know. That's for sure, man. And another thing too is, I think the last, the last actual fucking memory I have with you is we we're in the house, and you know Joe, right? My older brother, my yeah. older brother, or whatever. And we had a fucking argument, and Joe's he, he comes between us, and he's like, "You're not fucking leaving." He didn't say that, but verbatim, I'm saying verbatim. And he's like, you're not fucking leaving until you both apologize and hug this out. And I, in that fucking moment, I'm just like, I don't fucking remember half of that shit. But I just remember that. I remember. You remember that? Uh, not really. The only thing I remember from from that house is the day I left. Um, that's really all I remember. Um, I remember fucking hating the vitamins that your parents made us take every fucking morning. I hated that bullshit. Hated uh, <laughs> that. Those fucking Flintstones, fucking chalk chews. Fuck. <laughs> and then I got Man, in I, trouble when I was like throwing them in the basement. Uh, I don't know why I didn't just flush them down the toilet like a normal person. Nah, I just threw them in the garage and let them fucking, I don't know. I don't know. And it's all good, man. Nah, like, the reason why, like, I started this podcast, too, was just, uh, it's really for myself and for other people in my life that want to, like, improve themselves, too. So when you fucking look back on this 20 years down the road, you're going to be like, man, I don't really feel regret about that shit. It, it's almost like, you're, it's like a confession, you know? You have no fucking shame about it. Right. 
And I remember how I started this podcast was it was a group of my friends and we're in a group text. It was after high school. It's actually a week ago. And I, and they were like, yo, we should make a podcast. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I really wanted to. Like I was I was dead ass serious about doing it. But then they had these all these fucking doubts. And I'm like, oh my God. I go I go down the same shit back in football when people I had a group of, group of friends back in football where they wanted to make music. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And they fucking did it. Not one of them did. And so what I fucking did was I did it. I, I, I figured out how to make music. I make music. I figured out how to make a podcast. And I started doing it. And that's the thing about life is if you don't fucking, if you don't do it, if you don't take the actual time to learn how to do it, and you're really not going to be able to accomplish it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, then I really started learning about all this bullshit of talking, and I used to put, I used to put everybody on a pedestal, like everyone, like, oh, you motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, I look up to you. Now it's like, no, motherfucker, it's just like me. We're all the same in this world, man. We're, we either go to hell or we either go to heaven. Like, and that that's it. That's it, man. Like, you gotta, if you want to be better, be better, man. Don't talk all this shit about being better and then not do it. Right. There's a lot of people that want a lot of things, but they don't put in the work to earn it. And it's also like, you don't have to kill yourself. And that's what I realized too, is when I, when I told myself I can't do the Navy SEALs, that was me being honest. And sometimes honesty, it, it, it really kind of humbles you too. And, it, and it, I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. And it's not because I don't want to do it. It's because like, I fuck, I physically probably can't do it. Now I texted my Navy recruiter about it. And he just read the message. And what's funny, before I sent that message, she go, I was gonna tell me to be a Navy SEAL. And I was gonna ask him, hey, if I if I join the Navy SEAL and I fail, do I just go, will I just be rolled back into my weight? And in my mind, in my mind, I think about sending that. And I think, if I send this, he's gonna be thinking, are you fucking serious right now? And that mentality is, Oh, I'm not gonna go all in, but I'm just gonna try. And, and you know, if I if I fail, I fail. And I'm really glad I didn't send that text. But no, life's been life's been really good. I believe you know, me- mentally, my health is uh, it's good. Not not bad. It's good. You know. I don't really get sick, but mentally, my mind, you know, when I get in a dungeon, it gets quiet. It gets real quiet. And I think you listen to music. Music has always been the drug that I've, that I've had my whole life. I, 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 I love music. I would steal from music. I had this obsession, right? Mm. And I'll do whatever I can to listen to music and whatnot and you know it's just kind of like looking back on it and man I want to make music and I do that and then that and then it's like I know I'm not going to be 
a music hit. Like, I don't give a fuck about that anymore. I really just did it because during a hotel, I need, I need a, I need some fucking way to just release all my anger and emotion. Because the emotion is gonna come and go. But, right. dude. Like, when people, I, today, I was at work. And, uh, someone, uh, I used to know work, works there now. And I was like, oh, what's up? And she was like, yeah. And then she was telling me about, like, how, uh, someone told, someone told her mom to put, because I was, I was going down the wrong path in life. And I'm not going to say right now, I'll say it after the Navy, but, uh, I was going down the wrong path and I was just like making my mind what the fuck what the fuck what type of narrative is being written right now because the narrative I'm writing right now is to be the fucking best person I can be and if that means I have to suffer I, I will suffer that's one of the biggest reasons like uh, I quit smoking weed um, was just because I didn't like the path I was going down um. Yeah, when I was in high school, I smoked weed all the time, and I fucking took mushrooms and acid, and just partied all the time. And when I looked at my, like I said, when I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, "You're fucking, you're you're stupid. You are nobody. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna be somebody great if you if you keep doing what you're doing. You're not gonna be some great rock star." You're not gonna be, uh, you're not gonna be a police officer. You're not gonna fucking be a good dad for your child. You're not gonna be a good husband for your future wife. You're not gonna, you're not gonna own that that vehicle that you want to own. You know, you're not gonna have those shoes that you want. You're not gonna have the clothes that you want. And a lot of that just comes from just going through the shit and then having a realization that you're not, you're not gonna you're not gonna go nowhere unless you earn it and there's this, there's some people that just don't don't ever hit that point where they look at themselves in the mirror you, you listen you know who david goggins is who david goggins i do not you don't know who he is uh so david, he, what he, david goggins goggins He's sounds clear actually He's a motherfucker that's always telling people to stay hard. And he does like crazy marathons. And he used to be a Navy SEAL. And I started listening to him. And a lot of people are going to think, oh man, this is Jacob. You're just going through a phase. But what's crazy is when I listened to what he was saying, I didn't feel mad. What I actually felt was related. Like in a way where it was like, holy shit. He's talking about the same one second choice that you have to better your life. Because what he's what he's talking about is he's not telling people to do the Navy SEALs. What he's telling people is if you're fat, you're fat. If you're ugly, you're ugly. If you're this, you're that. You know, it's it's very black and white. It's very honest. It's like, motherfucker, if you wanna change yourself and do it. Don't sit around just accepting it. Don't be a lazy. Like, oh, you're gonna be lazy. Be lazy. That's fine. And what's crazy is, it's like when I heard about all the stuff he was saying, I thought to myself, "Holy shit, 
I had I had that mentality way before I even heard about David Goggins because I was I was living it in the hotel. I I was literally living the hell where I could just give up. And I I there was a point where I did give up. There was many points back in the hotel where I actually was just going to be like, you know what, Jacob, I'm going to stay here. I'm gonna, I'm just going to stay in this hotel and burn out my savings. I was going to. I'm just gonna stay here. I'm, I'm gonna be here. It's fine. It's fine. You know, accept reality, right? But then another another part of me was, uh, it was it was like, motherfucker, you move. So prove, don't prove to anybody else. Prove to yourself that you can get out of this. Because it wasn't. Right. It wasn't. There's no one else that's gonna save you. Like, I mean, God, God's gonna save you too. But you know. God can only do so much. You, 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 you have to be the one to admit it yourself. You have to be the one that fucking does this shit and just changes. And, it, and it's it sounds easy to say. Because when I tell when I tell people, when I tell people, uh, actually not even about telling people. It's more like just. I had this like this constant battle with myself my whole life. Not about like uh, oh fuck I'm ugly oh fuck this or fuck that. It, I was too I was too checked out in music to really give a fuck about what was going on in the world to really fucking uh, worry about myself. So when I moved out, I listened to music and whatever, but. I also had a lot of fucking nights where I just cried, just random, and like I talked to my dad about this too, and I was just like, "You, like, you have no idea, all these motherfuckers that are creating this narrative, you guys have no idea how fucking hard it is for a person that that doesn't drive, you know." Not even that, but you know, there's always crushing shit. But the the fucking choice in the seconds and time you're alone. I could have went to weed. I could have went to drugs. I could have went to anything, but I went to music instead. You know, music. Uh, music also played a pretty big part in my life. Um, music has always been able to really make me understand myself a lot more um i've been able to listen to music and listen to other people's problems and relate to it so that way like those dudes so i have those lonely nights like where you're just fucking sad and you're sitting at home and you're like fuck everything i hate and then you listen to that those music that the like you listen to any music mostly and you can really you're like I don't feel so alone anymore. I'm not I'm not the only one who feels this way. So I'm not I'm not the only one struggling to to find a way out and that usually that usually helps me uh it really it helps me find find myself and find a solution to any issues that I'm I'm dealing with. Yeah, that's so true, man. Like in the moment, you you have uh, uh, you have you have a choice to, you know, change your life. 
but you also have the choice to stay where you are. You know, I was telling this buddy of mine, and I was just telling him, like, you know, should I work? And then what I realized was, all these fucking questions I'm asking him, are these fucking questions of confirmation and approval. And I fucking realized, motherfucker, you need to seek your own approval in yourself. And it always sounds selfish. It always sounds selfish to say, you know, I need to do it for myself. I need to fucking be in this dungeon alone. I I need to do this. I need to do this A, B, and C, and just leave me alone and all this stuff. And I think being alone, being quiet, being just in that dungeon, it really showed me who I really was, and it also showed that. You know, you you can do anything if you really put your mind into it. That's true. That's true. And I, like, uh, uh, hold on, continue. I was just gonna say that I, I agree with uh, I agree, I agree with that a lot. Yeah, man. Well. Wait, I'm going to end this one, and then I'll make another one. That'll be the conclusion, okay? Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Pretty good. All right, we're just going to wrap it all up. Uh, So, we basically just talked about a lot of shit, man. I mean... We just, we just talked about being a fisherman, and then we just talked about what it takes to be a fisherman. And we also just talked about, you know, your life, and and how your life, you went through your life, and it, it wasn't easy. None of this shit was easy. None of this shit was given. It wasn't a privilege. Right. And you just got done, you know, you had a kid, and then you dropped out of high school, and then you become a fisherman, and now, now you're in a point in your life where you're, well, part, you're very stable, and so am I, and we're both in this part of our lives where it's, it's stable, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we talked about being a police officer, and what it takes, and what you want to do, to, and you told you, you said that even if you didn't become it, you can always fall back on being a fisherman, and that is that is great, man. Yeah, I think uh, just life is about opening doors and keeping your foot in those doors, so that we always have a like a contingency. What's the last thing you want to say? To anybody that listens to this podcast show, uh, I I guess just always look forward, never look back. I know it's a lot harder to uh, to do. Uh, it's always harder to do in person than to say it. But uh, even even I struggle with it still. Like just looking forward and looking at what I can become versus what I am. Um, just always, always look, look forward, move forward. Do your best not to step backwards. As long as you stay in, uh, as long as you stay in motion, you uh, should be good. 
Yeah, that's great to hear, man. So like looking back in your life, and you do look back on your life, you know, do what do what we're doing right now, you know. Uh, talk about it. Talk about it to someone, you know. And if you don't, you can express it through any way you can, through art or whatever, whatever you're passionate about. But when you look back at your life, you use that as mental trophies. And when you're in the fucking dungeon, when you're in, uh, when you're on that boat, and you just want to fucking jump because you don't give a fuck about anything, and you look back in your dungeon, you think, "Nah, motherfucker, I did not make this decision. I did not make this decision to jump to quit now." It's very true. It's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, thanks for having me with you, man. It's been a pleasure. You want to do this again? Just let me know. Make another All one. Right. Talk about whatever. I mean, I'm down. Might have you as a guest <laughs> podcast because me and my friends are actually starting one. Yeah, man. I'd be love to. It'd be great. You'd have to get Discord, though. Discord? <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll do for you, man. All right. Alright, again, thanks for listening to the podcast show. Appreciate having you with you, man. Yeah, appreciate having you, man. Peace out, Logan. Peace out.